Good morning. It's Wednesday, February 28th. I'm Beth Golay, and this is Wichita's Early Edition from KMUW News. Kansas Governor Laura Kelly is again pushing lawmakers to expand the health care program Medicaid. But Republican leaders are staunchly opposed, including House Speaker Dan Hawkins. She truly believes that the government should take care of everybody, and I don't. I believe that we all have an individual responsibility. More on the political fight over Medicaid expansion and what it means for low-income Kansans. Coming up after the news. Contracts for deed offer a pathway to buy a home that avoids traditional lenders. A bill regulating them passed the Kansas House of Representatives last week and will move on to the Senate. KMUW's Celia Hack has more. Contracts for deed are deals where a homebuyer makes monthly payments directly to a seller with the understanding that they will buy the home in full at the end of a payment plan. The setup offers a low-barrier homeownership option for people with bad credit, but it can also make buyers vulnerable. The bill requires contract for deed sellers, in most cases, to have title to the home. It also gives buyers in default a period of time to pay back what they owe before losing the home. The bill passed the House overwhelmingly, with only one legislator voting against it. For KMUW News, I'm Celia Hack. The Kansas House and Senate have moved closer to tightening rules on police taking cash and property from people accused of a crime. As Dylan Lyson of the Kansas News Service reports, both chambers passed separate bills that would make those kinds of seizures harder. Both bills include denying civil asset forfeiture in cases of lower-level crimes like simple possession of drugs. They also would force the return of seized property faster. Supporters say the bills are a compromise between law enforcement agencies and groups advocating for reform. Democratic Representative Dan Osman says the bill was not perfect but it risks losing support from either side if further changes are made. There were many changes that lots of people on both sides could have made to swing it one way or the other. The bills received broad bipartisan support from lawmakers. The chambers will need to hammer out the differences between the bills. For the Kansas News Service, I'm Dylan Lyson in Overland Park. Wichita residents wanting to speak about potential school closings will have to sign up ahead of two upcoming hearings. KMUW's Suzanne Perez reports. Wichita school board members will vote next week on a plan to close two middle schools and four elementary schools at the end of this academic year. The board will hold a special public hearing at 6 p.m. Thursday at the district headquarters building. It will also hear speakers during its board meeting Monday. People wanting to speak at either hearing are required to sign up ahead of time. You can call the clerk of the board at the district's offices by noon the day of the hearing, or arrive early and add your name to a list of speakers by 5.50 p.m. The plan calls for closing Hadley and Jardine Middle Schools. It would also close Clark, Cleveland, Park, and Payne Elementaries. For KMUW News, I'm Suzanne Perez. The Andover YMCA, which was damaged by a tornado in 2022, will reopen in May. The facility near Kellogg and Andover Road suffered millions of dollars in damage. It was among roughly 1,000 buildings and homes affected by the April 2022 storm. Andover YMCA employees and members sheltered inside the building as the tornado passed through. Some of the programs in Andover were moved to other YMCA branches while the building was repaired. The Andover Water Park resumed operations last spring. More information and updates are available at ymcawichita.org.
Missouri sold a billion dollars worth of legal marijuana last year, and one million Kansas residents live an hour or less away from the state. But there's little evidence to suggest that Kansans risk criminal charges when they drive home after buying pot. The Overland Park, Leavenworth, and Pittsburgh Police Departments all saw drops in arrests or citations. Other agencies didn't have data easily available but said arrests didn't rise. Some prosecutors won't pursue marijuana cases. Some police say they are short-staffed and weed isn't a priority. Lauren Bonds is with the National Police Accountability Project. She says possession charges could lead to more serious crimes like parole violations. Even if it is a a lower-level offense, um, it it can lead to higher-level offenses down the line. That's why she says she's happy to see arrests dropping nationwide. Federal prosecutors want a judge to revoke the home detention of a former Kansas City, Kansas police detective accused of violating the civil rights of several women. Peggy Lowe reports. Roger Golubsky was arrested by the FBI in September 2022. He's accused of the sexual assault of several women and using the power of his badge to cover it up. A magistrate allowed home detention and electronic monitoring for Golubsky, citing his poor health, including diabetes. But on January 29th, prosecutors say Golubsky went to Culver's, a fast food restaurant, which he's not allowed to do. A citizen saw him, videotaped it, and sent it to prosecutors. Now U.S. Attorney Kate Brubaker wants a federal judge to revoke Golubsky's home detention, saying he has violated the court's trust. We'll be back after this. The stories our families share often have a tremendous impact on who we become and what we pass on to future generations. From stories shared around the dinner table to those we've heard well into adulthood, these stories are important and should be remembered and celebrated. We'll be sharing some of these stories at KMUW's Wichita's Big Read event on April 19th. If you have a family story to share, go to KMUW.org to find out more info and apply to be a speaker today. This is Wichita's Early Edition. I'm Beth Golay. Polls show about 70% of Kansans support Medicaid expansion, which would result in an estimated 150,000 more low-income Kansans enrolling in the health care program. So why is the state one of only 10 remaining holdouts in the country? KMUW's Rose Conlon has more. For Kansas to expand Medicaid, it would need backing from people like House Speaker Dan Hawkins. So what's the possibility of him supporting it? Zero. No, there's no version that I would support. Low-income children, pregnant women, and Kansans with disabilities already qualify for state health care, but expanding Medicaid would open up eligibility to all Kansans, under 138 percent of the poverty line. Hawkins, a Republican from Wichita, says it's too expensive and would benefit people who, in his mind, just don't want to work. Medicaid expansion is a brand new population of predominantly childless adults aged 19 to 64, who can work. With Medicaid expansion, there is no reason to work. They've got their health care now. Most adults who would be covered by expansion actually do work, at least part-time, according to the Kansas Health Institute. Many fall into what's called the coverage gap, meaning they make too much to qualify for Medicaid, but not enough for subsidies that would make other plans affordable. A single mom of two currently has to earn less than $10,000 per year to get Medicaid. And unless she makes over $35,000 per year, she falls into the coverage gap. 
Those types of examples don't convince Hawkins. You know, how many people are there? Let's say out of that 150,000, that's 10,000 people. So we're going to spend billions in Medicaid expansion for just a few. This year, Democratic Governor Laura Kelly is pushing what she calls a middle-of-the-road expansion proposal. The push is even bigger now because it's an election year, and Kelly says voters could oust Republicans who keep blocking it. Welcome in. It is a familiar call from Governor Laura Kelly this afternoon. For a sixth time, she's calling for the expansion of Medicaid. She says without raising costs for taxpayers. Kelly will Governor add Kelly a work requirement to her proposal. That's a Hawkins thinks Kelly's work requirement is too weak. He says Kansas should instead increase the amount of money health care providers get for treating Medicaid patients and tackle the state's massive wait list that leaves Kansans with disabilities waiting years for critical services. The expansion debate gets down to fundamental disagreements over the role of government. Some conservatives also tie it to hot-button issues like immigration and gender-affirming health care, including at a recent Wichita Pachyderm Club luncheon. Toward the end, Ed Myers, a retired investor from Newton, stood up. I understand that uh, California is also going to pay for transgender surgeries for illegals under Medicaid. Are those states that have Medicaid, or are they going to be forced eventually by the federal government to pay for the illegals' health care? California does allow undocumented immigrants to get Medicaid, and California's Medicaid does cover gender-affirming care in some cases. But the Kansas program already excludes most kinds of gender-affirming care. A handful of Kansas Republicans vocally support Medicaid expansion, including Representative Jesse Bourgeon of Topeka, who thinks it's pro-family and pro-business. One of the number one issues that I hear from my constituents on is Medicaid expansion, and they can't understand why the legislature can't get it done. Leadership now says expansion will get a committee hearing in the coming weeks. But Hawkins says even if it does reach the House floor... It will not pass this year, because there's not the votes for it. The stakes are high. A vote would force Republicans to publicly say where they stand, potentially threatening their legislative supermajority. Neil Allen, a political science professor at Wichita State University, says it would make those in swing districts vulnerable to Democratic challengers if they oppose expansion. And for lawmakers in conservative districts who might want to support it? Winning or losing re-election for a rural Republican is really just about winning your primary. And if they do have vulnerability, it's likely for being not conservative enough. Other red states have expanded Medicaid through voter-led ballot initiatives, but those don't exist in Kansas. For now, that leaves the state house and the powerful Republicans who control it as the only path forward for expansion. For KMUW News, I'm Rose Conlin. You can find more on this story at kmuw.org. Thanks for joining us for Wichita's Early Edition. We'll be back again tomorrow. For KMUW News, I'm Beth Golay. Wichita's Early Edition is part of the NPR Podcast Network. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, we're taking center stage. Introducing NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of Black-led stories from NPR's podcasts. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.